I'm John Peterson of Playing at the World, and you are listening to Save or Half. Now that you've cast out the evil sorcerer and taken his treasures and searched his colon for gems, it's time for you to kick back and listen to the Save for Half Sideshow. Welcome to the Save for Half Sideshow, where it's all fun and games until somebody takes a four-sider to the eye. Snoochie Boochies, everybody. Welcome to the sideshow for the Safer Half podcast, where we're going to talk North Texas RPG Con. Yes, it did actually happen. Yay! Yay! And joining, as you can hear, joining me is DM Jim. Hello! DM Corbett. Excellent! DM Liz. Hello, everybody. And special guest and reporter from the scene of the actual con, would that be DM Chris or just Chris? I'm a DM now, yeah. Hi. Okay. DM, he's been promoted. DM, friend of the show. Chris (laughs) Holm, thank you much for attending. You're welcome. I do it for myself. We are going to talk about... The convention, which had both a virtual and a face-to-face track this year, 2020. But first, do we have any emails? I read all the emails on the face of the earth. No emails were harmed in the making of this podcast. We do have emails. We talked about this before the show started. (laughs) But we have even more emails than that. (laughs) Yeah. They're growing as we speak into three or four, right? Four. Four. Oh, my gosh. The the first one is very old. And so... Both of our fans wrote us twice? I know, right? (laughs) The fourth one is, why haven't you answered the first one? (laughs) (laughs) And if not, it should be. All right, Liz, read us some emails. Okay. Our first email is, I must admit, almost a year old now. And I'm All not right. sure I'm not sure how it fell through the cracks, because we've done emails beforehand and it just kind of got glossed over. But anyway, our first email is from Matt Moore. And Hi, he says, Stumbled upon your podcast earlier this week, about a year ago. <laughs> And have been devouring each episode during my hour and change commute to and from work each way. Solidly done and quite edifying as well as entertaining. Keep it up and thanks for the trip down memory lane. Thanks, Matt, and our profuse apologies for taking so long on this one. Yeah, we're terrible. Matt has to realize that because Liz is an immortal being, time is pretty relative. (laughs) So in the span... A year is within moments. 
well, she's at least as immortal as can be, and as long as she keeps that at, that uh, painting in her attic, but, you know. I told you not to talk about that. Yeah, but the painting is of Snoopy. I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> Liz cannot gaze upon Snoopy, or she loses her immortality. <laughs> Curse you, Snoopy! Anyway. He's a demon. I always suspected it. Well, there you go. Yeah. The painting of Monday, Liz, is what it is. <laughs> All will bow before me. Why, why do you have a painting of the Wicked Witch of the West in here? <laughs> no reason. No reason. Just oh, wait, that's Snoopy. Anyway. <laughs> next email. Next email. Our next email is from Joel Davis, and he writes, Halflings. First, I'm glad you guys are still recording. I enjoyed your work on that other podcast. And... Easy now, easy now. <laughs> we all love Carl. <laughs> Carl's a great guy. Was, and was disappointed to hear about your departure. So, thanks. Second, and main reason for writing, since you guys did an episode on Champions First Edition, you should check out Champions Now. PDF available at the Hero Games website. Written by Ron Edwards, it's his take on first generation, first through third edition, champions. Having heard your thoughts on first edition, I'd be interested in hearing your take on now. Also, it fits your tagline, and the modern games inspired by them. All the best, Joel. Thanks, Joel. Wow, checkmate, he got us. Now, yeah. now we gotta do that. Using our words against us? God. Hey. Mike backed the Kickstarter. He was on board as soon as he heard about it. Yeah, I got the PDF. I got the hardback, which is basically comic book shaped. So I guess it's kind of like a trade paperback or a uh, graphic novel. About a third of the way in the rules. I don't know. There's a couple of things I like. There's quite a few things. I'm kind of going, what? I, I don't know. Maybe once I digest the whole thing, I'll feel differently. But yeah, I mean, we did top secret new world order after doing top secret so yeah i think we could do it wait a minute i thought we did james bond and then we did top secret nah, it doesn't matter all those spy games yeah a lot <laughs> of spy games all of a sudden there i just need you to say we're doing it to have a valid excuse to spend the money so you're just so. hoping that i'll choose that as mine so i don't choose another awful game to review <laughs> like time shit. he's not denying it Oh, you pick good games, Time Shift. <laughs> See, now Corbett's got to beat that out. Definitely an upcoming show. Keep an eye out. Hopefully not, it won't take a year either. <laughs> Unless they put out Time Shift 2, which they're supposed to be working on. So Stop. Time Shift 2, Electric Boogaloo? Totally happening. Sorry, you broke up there, Corbett. No, no, it's Advanced Time Shift. <laughs> Oh it's 20 pages of rules rather than 50. Time ship two, this time with time ships in the game. <laughs> <laughs> time Lord. Time Lord. <laughs> yes. Quick, next email. All right. <laughs> Our next email is from James Spawn. Who? <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that guy, you know. <laughs> Never heard of him. That guy. <laughs> and James writes, Dear Halflings. I'm listening to the Alarms and Excursions episode, and I wanted to reply to the individual who had emailed in about their insights regarding Christian allegory, Tolkien, and the hero's journey. Like Tolkien himself said in the foreword of Lord of the Rings about his creation, 
There is no authorial intent of allegory in The Hero's Journey 2E. As usual, Peterson hits the nail on the head with his referencing of Tolkien's On Fairy Stories, which had a huge impact on The Hero's Journey 2E, and is referenced in the inspirations in the back of the book. I didn't want to lock down a specific pantheon or divine magic system, because I wanted the overt presence of the divine, or lack thereof, to be determined by the group playing to suit their own legendarium. Also, I hate designing pantheons. Thanks, and keep making those saves. Sincerely, James M. Spahn. Thanks, James. Thanks, well, buddy. Yeah, it was great having him on the show to and talking about Heroes Journey 2E. I totally agree with him on trying to design pantheons. Years and years back, I tried to make my own campaign world for AD&D. And I had this, I thought at the time, incredibly brilliant idea that there would be no magic users at all in this campaign world. All magic would be clerical magic. You and, hush your mouth. And I was taking, <laughs> I was taking the various magic user spells and putting them in, okay, so magic missile would be the purview of this kind of god. And I was trying to take all the magic user spells and attach them to deities that they'd be likely to, to be a part of. And that was so hard. And I quit in the middle of it, and I never finished that world building because, ah. <laughs> but I thought it was a really cool idea at the time. I just wish someone else would have done it for me. Whereas I just cheat and use deities and demigods. Yeah. I would pay you 50 bucks to run that. Kickstart it. Seems cool. I, Ooh. I'd need at least 50 bucks just to finish the work on the Pantheons. <laughs> Kickstarter, the Liz RPG. She will run it for you <laughs> to whoever donates the most money. Give her $2. Come on. <laughs> can you break an adventure playing just a cleric? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> I like it. So, yes, totally in agreement with James. <laughs> And uh, one more email? One more email. This is our last one. This one is from Rory Jordan, and he writes, Dear Save for Half, I have finally started DMing Old School Dungeons and & Dragons, Woo! and with a group that hasn't played any Old School Adventures yet to boot. Ooh. <laughs> I plan on running B1 in Search of the Unknown, B2 Keep on the Borderlands, and X1 Isle of Dread, just to cover some of the classics and introduce the group to the game. Oh man, that's cool. After those, I'd like to expand our horizons. What five adventures, old or new, do y'all recommend? Of course, we'd like the best adventure modules, but preferably with variety and not five of the same type, i.e. five mega dungeons or five town adventures, etc. P.S. I think this would be a great podcast episode. I, for one, would not mind hearing Mike or Liz yet again mention one of Corbett's favorites before he gets a chance. Thanks, Rory B. Jordan. Oh, come on. <laughs> a listener who's been paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Rory. And after discussing it, we will do an episode on it. So keep an eye on the on the RSS feeds, and it should be popping up soon. Yeah, you've got between now and that episode to get your players ready for Tuma Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the emails, and we will try not to lose any that come in. But if you were going to write in, where would you write? 
Corby. Hmm. Hold on. Wait a minute. This is a pop quiz. I haven't done it in a while. Safer half is the first part. Safer half. Safer half Pod- podcast, isn't it? Yep. Yes. At gmail.com. Yay. Yay. I'm sorry. I didn't phrase it in the question. What is safer half podcast <laughs> at gmail.com? Okay. I'd like All favorite right. podcast emails for 500. <laughs> Why don't you just let Liz answer it first? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will take a podcast break. And when we return, All North Texas. 2020. Into a world without nearly enough quality gamer podcasts, they came. The Grognard Files, a podcast about role playing games from back in the day. You know they're experts because they speak with British accents. Find them at armchairadventureblog.com, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are served. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow. of the show is being brought to you by the all-new product made especially for nervous people who need to chew on something but don't want to be kept awake at night. Ed's new caffeine-free fingernails. Alright, North Texas RPG Con. Uh, unfortunately, Jim and Corbett weren't able to make it, in any sense. Right? Or did oh. you... Yes, let's start off on the saddest note possible. Yes, I wasn't, <laughs> able, I wasn't able to attend my very favorite con. <laughs> hey, we're just down the road and we weren't able to attend. Yeah, we, we were there virtually and that was it. And I whined about it all weekend. <laughs> Well, there was a slight apocalypse happening. So, yeah. other than that, <laughs> yeah, I, Liz was getting, especially Friday, she was twitchy all day. I wanted to be there so much. She made chicken wings over the weekend for us to eat in the living room, so we can kind of pretend like we were eating chicken wings in the hotel room Aww. that we do every year. <laughs> That's yeah, sweet. It did, yeah, it didn't work. I still felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
I swear I don't know why you don't weigh 350 pounds, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Low carb, that's how. Uh, so, but first, we'll talk to the one person who was there for the whole weekend. Chris, that's when me. did you come in? <laughs> I uh, I flew in uh, Thursday. I was one of, I think, three people from California who made it. I guess there were 80 of us, or 85 fools who wanted to be there. Wow, so it was kind of like the first year of North Texas. I guess so. Yeah, except you weren't in a La Quinta. <laughs> no, it was very empty, kind of lonely. <laughs> but we had fun. Was the hotel... It was easy getting in games. Yeah, how was the hotel as far as you know, non-gamers staying there? Could you tell? Were there like lots of mundane... I, I almost... I never eyeballs. rode the elevator with another person. It was always empty. Wow. Yeah, it it was weird. But David was there. David Rea. I played a couple games with him. Matt Finch was there. Ben Burns, Diesel, Jim Johnson, and some of his crew. Mike Kelly. Bad Mike was there, but I think he was online the whole time. But so you know, there was a few few friendly faces. What games did you play? Let's see. I played a impromptu game of black hack that was pretty fun i played i have heard of that rule set but i have yet to actually participate do you want a five minute review sure that would be awesome so it's fun to read i I guess it's written by a funny englishman it's well designed and it it's kind of tries to do everything a little bit differently it has an interesting armor mechanic that i like and the combat system kind of confused me but that happens with a lot of games I, I would I'd say it's worth the twenty four bucks or whatever it cost. So it wasn't just another retro clone. No, it's a retro clone. It has a lot of tables and funny weird things you can roll for and sort of randomly create a dungeon really quickly. That was kind of cool. It doesn't have elves, dwarves, or hobbits, which is a big mark against it in my book. Mm-hmm. And something else was bugging me about it, but I couldn't remember. And then I noticed it didn't have archery either. <laughs> you just you just Wait, hack what? and finish. <laughs> Well, I guess no archery role. You're you're yeah. one of hack. <laughs> they want you to get in there with swords and axes, I suppose. It's all about the hack. <laughs> oh, and I I didn't like the art inside, but I liked the graphic design, which was interesting. Hmm. I so you should do a show about it. Yeah, one of the mini games we can catch up on. Was that Thursday or Friday? That was Thursday when I they were supposed to be playing something else in that room, and the dungeon master wasn't there, so some guy had just bought black hack and he just whipped it out and improvised an adventure for us right there i can't remember his name it was cool yeah well that's something positive to the game if you can buy it and i assume he wasn't highly familiar with it no he had to look up a few things but he was he was better than me in some ways (laughs) but he was able to just start rolling with it almost immediately that's that's impressive yeah 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 so b plus i guess yeah but okay. they should have put in the demi demi races. How full and was the restaurant there? Well, I the think re- I heard the restaurant wasn't open. We had a taco truck, a breakfast truck, and a coffee truck, and Ooh, no bottles. Coffee truck. <laughs> I, coffee we should have a coffee food. truck every year. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. Well, as long as it's not like eight bucks a coffee, I can get behind a coffee truck. Might have been eight bucks a coffee, actually. I don't recall. <laughs> Well, that's practically the Starbucks downstairs anyway, so... <laughs> true, true. Fair call. Yeah, I missed the breakfast at the restaurant, and I missed the bar. I think I may have mentioned that already. Those are the, the, the big hardships. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you get to you know meet up with so many people at the bar. It's 
mm-hmm. like, a, like a gamer's cheers, you know, when you're. When you're... <laughs> Everybody knows you're a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you could just sit at the bar and talk about nerd crap. And most <laughs> people don't look at you weird. No. <laughs> and you so walk in and everyone goes, Chris! Chris! <laughs> Not yet, but maybe next year. <laughs> we'll we'll try to start that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, a tradition. We can start. Sometimes See, we I'm like too- to think of ourselves that way, but I can remember a North Texas con where we shared the hotel with some country music uh, act in town and all their fans in there too. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. And in the in the made the elevator rides really interesting too. Yeah, you people just ain't right. <laughs> so. So that was your Thursday. Yeah. What about Friday? Friday, I think I played a, another game with David. He's, he's a great DM. He just rattles off the adventure like he's telling you a story of something he did the other day. He's very casual. He never looks at a book. And he, he always has he always has his facts and his imagery and everything. It's, if you get a chance to play a game with him, that's great. Okay. Then I tried to play in your game, but my computer wouldn't work, Mike. Ah. Yeah, and we, then we missed you there. We ran my little game, which turned out to be pretty big. Yeah, yeah. there were a lot of people there. Yeah, I thought I was only going to have two. I had four. One of them I uh, sort of uh, grabbed and because I got his name wrong, and I thought he was supposed to be my game. <laughs> 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 he was a good sport. Came along. Yeah, sorry yeah, we but... couldn't stay for the whole game, but it was... We were just having so much feedback, and and it was hard to hear. And I was yelling the whole time. You probably got tired of listening to me yell at you. No, you sounded normal. It was everyone else. It was just this crowd noise in the background. (laughs) Normal. You're such a naturally shouty guy and all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he had to be loud for the sound to carry through the computer for us to hear him normally on Zoom. I was kind of concerned that you might have a sore throat or lost your voice Saturday morning when you woke up. No, I survived okay. Poor Ben Burns, who ran a great Cthulhu game uh, on Saturday, uh, I guess it was from 7.30 till 1.30 a.m. Ah. He was working hard, man. <laughs> well, he was wasn't running Cthulhu right then, because y'all should have all been dead or insane by the <laughs> second hour. <laughs> Sounds like Ben was going for the Matt Finch uh, record of like a 12 or 14 hour game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he may have been. It was uh it was epic. I uh I died but not until the end. And I felt my my character had a good arc. He started out as a real jerk and uh ended up dying a hero, I believe anyway. Awesome. And that's about all I did. I uh, played a nice D&D game with Jim Johnson, The Odd Box, and I played Traveler with Mike Kelly. Ooh. That was yeah. that was okay. I, I have been looking forward to that tra- that traveler game on Saturday for showing up for, but it was like, oh well, next year. Yeah, yeah, it will be well. Get me my traveler fix. <laughs> but yeah, we, as Chris said, Liz and I just pretty much did Friday. I ran my victorious game with a Cthuloid sort of theme to it, and most and everybody lived, though a couple Aww. were just. Barely, so I think I kind of maybe went too easy on them. So maybe Cthuloid Light? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the they never actually got to summon the Cthuloid monster, but but its servant. I took the the book, The Great God Pan by Arthur Mashin, as the background, but I tweaked the ending because I didn't like the ending, so I made it a little more traditionally Cthuloid. 
Cool. Now, that was our first attempt at doing anything using Zoom. Uh, we had people come on, I guess, maybe 15 minutes early, 15, 20 minutes early, so that if we were having problems, hopefully we'd have time to iron them out before the game actually started. But it worked out pretty well, I thought. Mike actually ran the game. I hosted the Zoom meeting, and I handled screen share for maps and things that the players needed when Mike needed stuff called up. Uh, so between the two of us, I like to think we did a fairly good job. Yeah. <laughs> None of our players came back to say, God, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet it was great. I wish I had a co-pilot to do all my stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was helpful. And the other thing we did is we all the characters were detectives or occult you know psychological psychic investigators from various novels of the 19th century oh you league of extraordinary gentlemen yep. that up didn't you so yeah we had uh, sexton blake flaxman low karnacki the ghost finder yay loveday brook you know just all these people from the various novels and it helped to get easy to get images of them to put on the character sheet too so but yeah it was victorious but it was grim setting so everybody just had skills or maybe one very tiny psychic power and that was it even the steam smelled funny yep <laughs> yep yep it was impressive steam <laughs> cool do it again the world could be saved by steam but wasn't this time instead it was people throwing rocks but that's a long story <laughs> <laughs> throw a rock at him yeah so Friday was a very big day for us because we did our game. And then almost immediately, we jumped over into your game, Chris, and played with you. <laughs> yeah, my game was supposed to end at five, but we drug over to six to finally get the resolution. Because at five, I was like, y'all are close, but not there. Do you want to just hang it up here or carry it through? And everybody said, carry it through. So I guess I couldn't have been that bored. <laughs> I so, bet it was great. I'm so proud of you guys because I, I hate to admit it, but this running an online game has been a chink in my armor. And it took seeing you guys do North Texas Con, which Tim Cask also did, to finally, you know, ring my bell. Okay, I've got to figure this out. Which is odd because when it comes, you know, you're way more tech savvy than we are. So, well, yeah, but I don't know why it's apples and oranges in my head. You know, running a game, you know, I stand, I swing my arms, I shout, I roll dice, and. I've got too much going on to master roll 20, but I watched you guys and uh, like shortly after North Texas Con ran my first virtual game just for uh, Keelan Haverson's birthday up in Alaska and then proved I could do it. I could I could mm -hmm. do it, but I was just scared, yeah. you know, will well, it work? To be honest, I would not want to do roll 20. I mean, Zoom was easy. Everybody could see each other. Everyone was on the honor system. Do your own roles, and we're going to assume that you're not cheating. And I think everybody was good about what they made because there was a there was a nice across the board of successes and failures for everybody. Well, right. When somebody's cheating online with dice, it's not like you can't tell anyway. Right. I've always found Roll20 hard. You know, even as a player, I can't imagine running on Roll20. There's just so many fiddly bits to have to learn how to do. I think you could, but there'd be a big learning curve. I wouldn't want to start <laughs> with Roll20 as my very first online streaming game. <laughs> yeah, Zoom's pretty simple. You, I, I needed a lot of help, but it, I like it. You so, can yeah. if you uh, 
if you have another phone or another computer, you can use that to look at a board with figures if you want. Yeah, because you wound up doing that near the end. Another player was able to show images from, you know, screen sharing from his phone, right? Yeah, that was my friend David. He was he was great. Yeah, so we got we to, to we were able him. to see the map. And the Joshua tree coming to get us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, again, so you kind of Matt finched that stuff up because Matt that game that you and I played in, Liz, Matt, I, I would never be able to do that, would set up the terrain in minis and had a little tiny, you know, webcam on a tiny tripod he would shove through. <laughs> that was amazing, but not me. <laughs> Sounds like you almost did that though, Chris. I guess so. I didn't I didn't know I could, but I did. <laughs> well no. Didn't you just say you had a friend showing on the cell phone? Yeah, he was doing it while I was running the game. I didn't know what he was up to, but I trusted him. And then, <laughs> and then suddenly Liz uh, and uh, what's his name, Jonathan, could see the uh, see the minis and and see the Joshua trees coming at them. Yes, I think what I love about all of this is just gamers find a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although I heard they had they tried to do something similar with the BattleTech game Friday night. And and there were issues. On the other hand, there are usually issues with the <laughs> Friday Night Battle Text games. So that's keeping in tradition. <laughs> but, uh, and next year, all back to normal. Hopefully. I sure Hopefully. hope so. I, oh, I, don't know. I don't think I could stand not being there in person for two years in a row. <laughs> She'd kill me. Well, you know, there are there are three old school cons I attend every year. Gary Con, Gamehole Con, and North Texas Con. But let me tell you why North Texas Con is the, is the most special. It's And in a way, even though I know it was disappointing, you kind of highlighted the, the part that's the best about it. You know, they, they all started the same size, but they had very different reasons for happening. You know, Luke wants to honor the, the memory of his dad. Alex, it spun out of the actual game hole group that played in the game hole above his bar. Doug just wants to have a big D&D party with the, everyone he wants to be there invited. That's how North Texas Con it started, and it stayed that way, and it never got big. And you could see everybody, and you could drop in on games. That's why I love that con. It's the first con I've ever heard of with a with a membership or attendance cap. Yeah, it's going to be I've hard. I've never I'm heard of a con anything. like that before, and I love it. I'll even give you a specific example. Uh, Darlene and I have been to every – Darlene's been at every Gary Con I've ever been at since I started going, and we see each other for five or ten minutes. But North Texas Con, you can sit with her in a booth and talk to her for as long as you want. Yeah. And then play a game with her. Yeah. Or people like Tim Kask or Chris Holmes. You know, you can just go up and chat with them. <laughs> you can. Don't worry, Chris. If we have to, we'll smuggle you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not as pretty as Darlene, but I like you too. Yeah. I like you too, Jim. <laughs> and I like his opinions on Day of the Dead. <laughs> Which we don't share with Carl. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> I didn't know that was a divisive film. <laughs> I didn't either. I assumed we all agreed it sucked. But, you know, apparently, <laughs> apparently not. So, you know. Zombie fans have very strong opinions on their zombie movies. And we podcast with Carl and Jesse over at Crusader, so I can I can pick on him like this. Let's do a podcast about zombie movies and people who get them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And while we're at it, let's do a podcast about what everything that's wrong with Tequila. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Tequila, <laughs> however you say. Well, and I started it with the 
pronunciation. Tequila. Ha 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 ha. It's good I didn't make that show because I would be the one crying. Oh, it's fun. Give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> the monsters are cool. Oh, I, I think we liked it on the whole. It was just very gonzo. I think it was a lot of work for you to read that book. I, I could tell <laughs> you were tired. <laughs> well, it, it certainly had its bits. I, I like, but anyway, before we get on that, Sunday. Did you do anything on Sunday? Just played Traveler and took off to the airport. Yeah. It was fun. We uh, did a Discord show with Bad Mike. What's What was he calling it? Oh, something crap. Crits or something? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the name of the show now. Sorry! <laughs> we'll have a link in the show notes. But uh, he had you know, us like on... Talking Crit or talking something crit. like that? Talking Crit, yeah, that's it. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, Bad Mike was having like a satellite convention in the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. There were Give some face-to-face games happening in the warehouse all weekend, too. I barely saw him because I never went to the warehouse. Well, that's okay. At most North Texas, unless we go to his table, we never his shop booth, we never see him either. Busy man. Yeah. I was going to say, Saturday afternoon, I watched some of the streaming raffle and auction. So I kind of sort of participated a little bit Saturday afternoon, but that was it. And... We went to bed early and did not watch the midnight auction, so I have no idea what happened there. <laughs> did you go to that, Chris? No, I didn't. Uh, well, I don't have any money, so it wasn't a big deal, but I don't know how anyway. Oh, yeah. Liz, Mike, and I have sat at that midnight auction for years now, and I can tell you, even without us, what happened. There was some cool stuff that went up, and before your hand could get halfway up in the air, Bill Webb already bought it for $500. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happened. <laughs> The, the satanic auctions used to start off with just crap he wants to get rid of. And it's like, we'll start yeah. at a buck. Silly you know, or stuff. Just, yeah. And it was called that because a lot of things they were selling was old D&D stuff with demon or devil on it. You know, playing on the whole satanic panic thing. But yeah, at this point, yeah, it had gotten so big. And by midnight, a lot of people have, how should we say consumed a certain amount of alcohol <laughs> and so they go and crap goes up and they go a hundred bucks <laughs> i'm i'm pleased for the convention because everything raised at that auction helps north texas continue oh, sure. on but give some of us poor people a chance <laughs> So you didn't see the midnight auction, but you watched the earlier one, Liz. Yeah, I watched all of the the raffle ticket draws, and I watched the first part of the auction before you know going off. I was I just most... wondered if Mike went to the trouble of actually dressing up, or he just resorted to a Snapchat filter of little devil horns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other tradition. He dresses up like Satan when he goes to him. I have seen that. Yeah, really goofy Satan. You know the. The one on the deviled hand ca- ham cans, you know. Dude, it's 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 not much of a cosplay. It's more like he's just revealing his true nature. <laughs> <laughs> as long as his brother doesn't comport around in his speedos and nothing else again, never have I been happier to be blind. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, you, yes, you, you were so fortunate. You, you dodged a bullet. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I did sense a tremor in the force, so you know something was going. We're going to bring that back next year. Now that you mentioned it, <laughs> it's like wow, Mike really liked that. We should do that again. <laughs> Actually, I saw a Facebook post from his brother talking about how much he loved the COVID masks, you know, made out of sewn dice bags they had for the con, and he was mm-hmm. saying now if he could just get one. A, some sewn into a pair of speedos no, that you no, can wear no, at the no, next. No, no, no. La 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 la. la, la, la. <laughs> Just believe. Yeah, only if he's mummified in them. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think. I think the first year we went to the actual auction, but when the prices started flying there, we never went back. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not paying two grand for anything gaming. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I do like to poke my head in for the raffle draws just on the off chance that they draw one of our tickets. (laughs) Yeah. But then after that, it's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, no, no. This is people with people with more money than sense. And yeah, no. I don't think I even got a raffle ticket this year. But I did get a mask. (laughs) You should demand. That's a shame because your odds were a lot better this year. (laughs) One out of eight. We actually yeah. purchased some raffle tickets online, um, but we were we were not successful yet again. But we donated to the con, so you know it works. Well, right, all the money, even the Bill Webb money, goes. Oh to yeah, it. it's for a good cause. And like Chris and said, we... next year, hopefully, it's going to be live again. Well, it was live this year, but live and everyone's there. It'll be live with us. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, it doesn't count as live unless Mike and Liz are there. How that's pretty narcissistic, isn't it? <laughs> well, it doesn't count for me if I'm not there. <laughs> well, I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but it's been yonks now since I've seen Corbett at North Texas Con. Yeah. When are you coming back? Yeah. No pressure, but um <laughs> Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> Lieutenant. No pressure, but we need you. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps like happening whether I'm there or not. I still support it every year. So <laughs> huh. Maybe it's my support that makes but it you're happen. Part, you're part of our scheme to get cosplay going at North Texas because Bad Mike doesn't want it. Yeah, the guy who dresses up like Satan. Ironic, isn't it? <laughs> Dude, when you're not there, there's like this six foot four hole in the con. Yep. <laughs> By the sacred bends of Gilgamesh. We need our Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, I'll try it again. Try again. <laughs> try again. But to be fair, everybody else copied me this year by not going, so. <laughs> See, I'm a trendsetter. people didn't, <laughs> including Chris. <laughs> I was a fool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Well, Chris, there had to be, like, some esprit de corps going on, though. Like, it's a, it's a uh, an awkward analogy, but like on the Poseidon Adventure, when the ship flips up down, the crew that still makes it to the engine room. <laughs> yeah. That's a terrible analogy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We were all walking tall. I know what you mean. The few, the proud, the gamers. I wasn't proud. I did it out of <laughs> selfish. Just for my inner child. I, I decided not to listen to my inner adult. and Just listen to my inner child. It's nothing to be proud of, but I did have a good time. Hey, if yeah. I didn't have immunity issues, I, I, I suspect we would have snapped and at least went for the day on Saturday. Mm-hmm. There, Liz there was, was a there was bad. a mighty struggle going on inside <laughs> of me. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. And I told her she could go without me, but of course, if she got COVID and brought it back, well, you know, 
It's like, well, in that case, you might as well have I gone well with have me. Gone. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. So we, we were good and we stayed home. I mean, you I'm a good. mega nerd, but the idea of dying from gaming just strikes me as rather silly. So I, I, I couldn't do it. You were right. <laughs> it's it's one thing to to play a game like a murder hobo. It's another entirely to be a murder hobo. Yeah. And yeah, you tend to play at cons, most of your characters, you tend to play at least with a somewhat death wish. But yeah, you don't want to lie LARP. But yeah, cosplay. Come on, Corvette. We need you there. Uh, I've got we will my, help you. I've got my <laughs> Lord Fear gear set almost done. And what's a super villain without a superhero to be my arch nemesis? I think it's funny that I send you a mask and you make an entire villain out of it. Well, how could I not? <laughs> it's got these spikes and gears all over it. And I'm thinking, you know, this this would be a good steampunk. Well, it's more of a villain mask. What what villain would no, it's wear just, this? It's a very gym thing to do. Gears. Lots of gears. Fear gear. Yeah. <laughs> is that his name? That yep. is his name. That is his Lord name. Lord Fear Gear. Lord Fear Gear. That's a good name. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> It was just a neat skeleton-looking face, skull. I don't know. It was interesting. I've got the hood. I've got shoulder pauldrons. I've got gauntlets. I just need to get the the, the laser finished, the the wrist-mounted la- steam laser, and then and I'm ready to go. Not a working laser. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do not look directly at it. <laughs> what a ripoff! <laughs> I thought I was getting a real laser off Amazon. That's, that's so for only twenty five dollars. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey. That's why Messi won't chase my mask. <laughs> <laughs> and it's steam powered. You you put coal in the back of it. Yeah, a little, a little tiny coal, and just wait a, wait about thirty minutes for it to heat up. <laughs> then when it, the steam whistle goes off, my laser is ready. Steam powered <laughs> lasers. That sounds like a weird band name. Stazers. <laughs> well, before we wind this up, how about a round of applause for Bad Mike and Doug Ray, Mike Battalotto and Doug Ray, for con- you know dealing successfully with the same situation that threw Luke for a major loot back in March with Gary Khan. I mean, oh, yeah. well done, guys. Indeed. That's the gamer spirit. That's yeah. the player character spirit. We're not NPCs. I mean, We're player characters too. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Cons have Sorry. have fallen off left and right, but damn it, North Texas happened. Santa Ana's out there with eight thousand guys. I don't care. We're having a <laughs> this is happening. Oh come on, his soldiers are one plus one hit die at best. We should we can right. we can handle this. Yeah, unless it's a game of civilization. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your stuff that's, you know, laser-powered infantry and everything, and then one guy with a spear manages to kick your butt for no reason. <laughs> Curse you, Sid Meier. <laughs> All right. Well. That was a bad roll. <laughs> major bad roll. I was teasing my nephews just the other day. I'm like, having trouble figuring out what to do these days? Hey, Uncle Jim wrote a whole RPG about what to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Start with checking that artifact. That's right. Get, get you some weapons and tech. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, DM Chris, for coming on the show and giving us a actual live report from the convention. My pleasure. I hope it'll be live again. Oh. Yeah, dude, you're, you're, you're on my checklist of people I go there to see, and now I got to kind of see anyway. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome, Jim. 
All right. Well, say good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. See ya. Night, everybody. Free arc live this year. <laughs> and we're out. Podcast is a production of the Mud Puppy Games Network and the Gagman Podcast. The Save for Half theme music is provided by the band Mississippi Bones. You can find them at mississippibones.bandcamp.com. All player characters mentioned in this podcast are fictional, and any resemblance to PCs living or dead is purely coincidental. No NPCs were armed in the making of this podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Save for Half. Like a 60 day